0: Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, fuck it. Let's just do this. I already started it, so whatever. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. know. Um. Yeah, um.
1: Hi, I'm Jordan Miller, and welcome to my mind.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's all I needed you to
1: do. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining me. <laughs>
0: yeah that's
1: awesome um, a lot of, that's all great yeah so all kind of stuff I've been doing from home um, I've been lucky enough to like be able to pick up some short films lately that I've been able to do post on so there's obviously no one's really shooting but there's been a couple projects that people had shot before all this stuff went down and now they're finally getting around to like wanting someone to edit and do music or whatever for it. So yeah.
0: Great. So like you're like wearing your masks and everything and being all safe and shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely wearing the masks. Definitely staying as safe as possible. You know, still go obviously going out to grocery stores and stuff. You got to do what you got to do, but like, trying to be as safe as possible about
0: it. It's the most unavoidable thing you can do. It's like, you have to go to the grocery store and you have to be consistently washing your hands and sanitizing and fucking it's just a mess. This whole thing's a goddamn mess and I'm so done with it.
1: Yeah. It it sucks. It sucks so much, especially for like people like you and me who are like our whole gigs and like everything we do is like playing music or going out with like shoots or all like they just dry up entirely. Like you just cannot do them. Like, Like, I don't even know. Like, we're probably not going to have concerts again until, like, what, 2022? So I'm just like...
0: That's exactly...
1: Yeah, I'm going to put my drums up on the shelf and I'll just see you guys in a couple years, you know?
0: (laughs) So true. Like, like, I just want to be able to go to a fucking show and just, like, watch a band and not worry about anything. But it's just, like, there's always this consistent looming fear over our shoulders that we're just going to, like, die because of this flu thing. It's like... It's right. just a mess and even,
1: and even when like we get past it like that's not gonna that fear is not gonna like totally go away no either so like it's going it's going to take a while before people even feel comfortable getting back to like whatever normal becomes you know
0: yeah it's and then even after things like seem normal people are gonna still be like hyper vigilant on everything and fucking like be the exact same way that they were during quarantine but it's just like hopefully it's like it teaches people how to be more hygienic i guess you know and not fucking
1: if that's the worst case is like everyone's gets like washes their hands more after all this and like in the handshake gets swapped for like fist bump or like the elbows thing like that's not so bad like not really good that's a good direction you know if there's like, hey, if there's san- everyone's sanitizing and everyone's like actually washing their hands for once. I remember when all this stuff got started, how many people were like, geez, I got to start washing my hands now. And I'm like, <laughs> how many of you people have not been washing your hands before this? It took a uh, worldwide pandemic to be like, I guess I should use some soap. <laughs> like, that's not cool.
0: So this soap thing, it's pretty new, right? No, it's been around a long time.
1: You mean them rectangles that they leave in every bathroom? <laughs> I supposed to be touching them?
0: <laughs> I just use water.
1: <laughs> it's great. Yeah. What's cleaner than water, right? Damn.
0: It's the cleanest, especially from rivers and creeks Self-clean,
1: and <laughs> self-cleansing. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. Got the
1: microbes.
0: <laughs> All the microbes. Um so uh where did, where did you grow up at?
1: So how you been doing, man? Oh.
0: Oh, I I'm good, man. I I'm good. I'm just fucking chilling just consistently trying to be artistic in some way shape or form it's like i was supposed to do a music video for this band out of baltimore and then like covid happened and i was just like well that's kind of off the rails right now and then you know i finished up my short film that i was working on from last year and like just got a few people together and got that finished up and that's pretty much all i've been doing that and just drawing and painting and shit
1: Um, so you actually had a you actually
0: had a shoot. Yeah, it was just like uh, in my parents' backyard, just like a bunch of green screen shit that I needed to finish up, and then one shoot in a uh, just down the road here in a field, and just got the guy to come down, and we were all socially distanced and shit, and we bloodied him up and made shoot him do. Long lenses. Yeah, <laughs> extremely long telephoto lenses. <laughs> um. But, yeah, um, so where where did you uh, grow up at and and stuff?
1: So I was born in Gaithersburg, and I was, lived in Rockville until I was, like, three. And then my family moved out to Shannondale, West Virginia, which is kind of on the backside of Harper's Ferry. It's kind of hard to describe where it is. It's, yeah. like, basically on the mountains and in the woods in, in West Virginia. Yeah. And that's where I lived until high school and then moved out to Frederick. Oh, right on.
0: Uh, where did you go to school at?
1: Uh, I went to St. John's Prospect Hall. It was like a Catholic school. Even though my family like wasn't Catholic, they got it in their head that it was like a better education. Yeah. Like Catholics Catholics just had the key to like a better <laughs> education.
0: I feel like a lot of people have that, uh, <laughs> that idea that why, the Catholics.
1: Why do they think that? Like look at the Crusades.
0: I think because a lot of them are rich.
1: <laughs> a fair
0: amount of them have a lot of money.
1: Maybe it's just sheer number because they have so many kids you're like, wow, there's a lot of them they must be getting something right, yeah they, yeah,
0: it's just like the Amish or the fucking uh the Mennonites they just breed
1: yeah exactly <laughs> like there there's gotta be something there, at least the sheer number alone,
0: <laughs> huge mass numbers <laughs> um uh yeah, and then uh, did you go to college at all
1: yeah, I I did too many years of school dude i did a uh, undergrad in pennsylvania at like a liberal arts school and then i uh, called Muhlenberg, and then i came back around here and i did uh, my master's program at american university in dc and just lived at home and commuted to dc for that nice um and finished that up in
0: 2014 that's rad was that for filmmaking or was it
1: yeah 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 film and electronic media oh sweet
0: right on very cool so you so it was Technically, it was a film school, though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. Yeah, it's American University, and they do have a film school oh, there. Oh,
0: okay. But you you took the film program or whatever, and yeah,
1: yeah. Undergraduate, I did film studies. It was like one of the first years my the school had offered it. Okay. So I took films. I majored in film studies and double majored with uh, like marketing and uh, media. Oh, cool.
0: Which explains why you're really good at marketing your films. <laughs> At least I think so. I always see, I always see you marketing your shit. I'm like, God damn it, I'm behind.
1: <laughs> I was. Uh, well, yeah, man. That's like a lot of stuff I, I studied that, and I do that a lot with work too. For you know, a lot of other smaller companies and stuff yeah. like that help develop marketing materials. So, like, I am able to, like learn a lot through doing a lot of that stuff and try to apply it to the stuff I make, which is a lot less marketable. Like my podcast, which. Uh, you know, we swear a lot. We talk about horror movies. Like, yeah. it's pretty niche, you know? Yeah. So we've already, like, alienated a good chunk of, like, your typical market, right? We're not, like, talking about superheroes or Marvel or anything.
0: Yeah. So it's like...
1: Figure out ways to, like, market yourself as best you can when you're already, like, fighting against the stream a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, like, it's way better to fight against the stream than definitely flow with it because it feels like when you're going down that road, it can cause a lot of, like weird emotional problems as well because you won't have a unique voice you know what i mean it's like whenever like horror directors like you know their first two films are like passion projects and then after that it's just hollywood throwing shit at them you know and then they're just like okay i guess this is my life now you know it's like i don't know (laughs) movies are weird (laughs) are you there
1: (laughs) oh shit Sorry,
0: you you kind of in and out there. Oh damn it. Um, what was I saying? Oh, anyways, uh, I was just saying. I did not get. Sorry, I it, didn't get it's me. okay. It's okay. I was just saying that like it's difficult for like young directors, like especially like with like the Marvel shit out there right now. Like they like pick up all these like young directors and they just turn them into their propaganda, pretty much. You know what I mean? God damn it! We're breaking up again. We gotta go inside. Yeah, well,
1: that's, it's been great. One, those directors, and, and for Marvel, I think to broaden perspective to some of these. Like, am I breaking up?
0: Yeah, yeah. We're both breaking up. I might have to go inside. <laughs> Shit! I think we're gonna have to go inside. You, you started cutting it. I think we're still good. Alright, well, as long as the audio is fine, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. this is a big game. Um, All right, well, let's try to pick up where we left off, then. Yeah, Uh, yeah. um, we're we're talking Marvel and indie directors. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about that stuff?
1: Well, I feel like some of the I'm I'm not like a I've seen almost all the Marvels. I'm not like a huge Marvel fan. I I feel like most of them are good for like one watch. Um, But like I think some of the most interesting movies they've made have been when they were entering closer into the second gen phase and they started taking chances on people like Taika Waititi. Yeah, and uh, and having like you know James Gunn come in because those films I feel like have rewatchable value like I've seen Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy is probably the only Marvel movie sat down and watched multiple times
0: that makes sense because those are
1: a lot so I love the voice in those movies it's really great yeah I mean he he came from like Trome did Slither and like all this other stuff he he has a very unique voice where it's like I'm not I was never so attracted to of like the earlier Captain America and Iron Man movies which felt more like Standard comic book films, I guess. Big yeah. budget, yeah. Comic book movies.
0: It's like the first, like Captain America movie was really good because it was done by the dude that did like the Rocketeer, and you can feel that in it. Right. In like, but it's not. It's still not one hundred percent. You know, like the Rocketeer. It's got the idea of it, but it's. Right. You know what I mean? It's just not the same. But, but yeah. What
1: I appreciate a lot. Is just the world building. Like I love that Marvel has done that. I think it's that has like had implications outside of Marvel that have like improved things as like a as like a Lovecraft fan and like a Stephen King fan. You know now like the everybody is about like oh world building okay, and then like you have all of this other stuff that can be built from like other source material. You know And that uh, and, and we see that building multiple films and like that all tie in together is something that's profitable. and I that's actually what attracted me to the Marvel universe in the first place was around like I don't know if there's coming out I was hearing like oh okay all of the post credits are tying into each other like all of these things are in the same universe it's all leading to something that's watch those movies yeah
0: um I definitely like the idea of like Sam Raimi directing the new Doctor Strange movie that made me pretty happy to hear Oh, yeah, with Sam Raimi, yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was a good idea. You know, I liked the first one enough, but it's just like, you know, Scott Derrickson doesn't really have the greatest track record on movies. It's like that Sinister one had a lot of really cool ideas, but didn't fully fall through. You know what I mean? But... <clears throat> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> we just talk about directors and how shitty they are. Um... Um, yeah, I still want their job. <laughs> I wouldn't take Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh, it's like I love comic books. I do, but it's just I don't, I don't think something like that is for me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I mean, Marvel's never really been my thing. Like, I growing up, I gravitated more towards the DC comics because Same. of like because of how much darker they were. Oh you my know, God, they had yeah. like Batman was so dark and bleak, and all his villains are serial killers, basically. exactly. And it's, like, these dark, like, pulpy detective stories, and, like, that's the kind of stuff I was attracted to.
0: Yeah. Of
1: course, like, the EC comic reprints of, like, Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that. Yep. But also, like, you know, I think, like,
0: was Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, was that on DC, too? Yeah, it was Vertigo. Yeah, Vertigo.
1: Okay, yeah. So, like, basically, like, that was the stuff that always attracted me to comic books, was, like, anything Alan Moore was doing... The pulpy detective stuff, the really dark stuff. Yep.
0: It was, like, the 70s whenever, like, Batman started getting, like, actually really dark. Like, with, like, uh, Neil Adams and shit like that. And then, like, you know, the storylines got darker. And then, you know, came the 80s with Alan Moore doing the killing joke. And, like, Frank Miller with the fucking Dark Knight Returns. Like, that's the good shit, though. Like, that stuff's like... Oh, my God. That's uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. That's so good. Love that shit. shit just gives you chills. Like, those are
1: great, great stories, you know? And yeah. It's kind of just sucks to see that DC is
0: just trying to be Marvel in the film world. In the know? worst way. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And it's, like, failing so hard, but, like, like they refuse to give up the ghost, you know? They just yep. won't stop. No, it's
0: like, it's, like, even though, like, their best movies are, like, still, like, not good. You know what I mean? Like, and everyone's just, like, this is the best DC movie, and you're just, like, it's still not hitting that spot
1: joker i mean todd phillips joker you know that is a dc movie it's, yeah. i don't think it's like a dc universe yeah. movie but it's it's an incredible film and that's a dc film like they if they just let people take chances like that like if they if you learn from second gen marvel and see that some of the uh some of the most successful films were them taking people who are more fringe like taika Waititi and stuff and letting them like attack a thor movie you know and make something really probably the best thor movie in my opinion is the one that he did
0: oh of course yeah, yeah. that he's doing the next one too you know so it's right. like
1: so like if dc can just do that and give people like todd phillips free range to like make really creative films that are embracing like the dark nature of the stories that they're trying to tell like they can carve out there's definitely a market for that there's a huge market for that so if you just don't try to do what Marvel's doing
0: yeah it's definitely
1: Be what dc is is like the dark gritty rainy streets you know that yeah. kind of stuff
0: um yeah and then like seeing like what um uh what's his face is going to do with the new Batman I'm like so excited about because it's like a punk rock Batman like Oh is that the
1: pa- Robert Pattinson one? Yeah.
0: It's like he's he's trying to make it him all like punk rock feeling and like he's like drives this really skinny weird Batmobile and like it's just like it's looks phenomenal and like I just I've loved every movie he's ever done, so it's I just fingers crossed, you know. For as being a Batman fan, it's like I've liked Nolan's movies a lot, you know. And then of course Tim Burton's two movies are amazing. Like, and I don't really give a shit about like the new one, the Batman versus Superman, man. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) trying to swallow my spit Um, (laughs) while talking. Burton and the Nolan ones gave you everything you wanted.
1: Like if you want comic bookie and like over the top, Tim Burton gives you buckets of that. You oh my know? god, yeah. I mean you got the penguin and Batman Returns who's plotting to just kill every infant in the city.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. So that's Wonder right
1: like, are we going too far and he's like we're not going far enough <laughs> you know, that's that's what tim burton gives you
0: exactly
1: and, and then uh you know of course nolan just gives you a really grounded like what if we realistically approach batman yeah and it gives you like a super engaging story that way yeah and then of course there's those those batman returns those kind of like really just comic book hollywood batman movies yeah definitely the, what's it yeah schwarzenegger is you know oh, mr yeah. freeze yeah uh,
0: what it what's his name uh what's the director yeah what's the director's name fucking oh, I, forget. I always want to say wolfgang puck but it's not wolfgang puck just because i love his name <laughs> like every time like i think of a director yeah <laughs> um yeah um if you were to direct a dc movie what would it be
1: oh man you know what? I have mentioned Long Halloween earlier. Like, that attack one of those storylines. One of those, like, really fantastic yeah. Batman novels and maybe just t- don't try to be part of a bigger universe yeah. if it's a, if it's such a terrible universe like the DC one has made. Yeah. And just try to be like Joker. Be like, one story, here it is. It's not like trying to be connected to some larger, like, I'm not trying to connect to the fucking Green Lantern or any other shit like that. Yep. We're just telling, like, a really... Noari-type Batman story. Definitely. Probably probably something in there, or I mean, something Alan Moore did, really. Anything there would be great, but... Definitely.
0: Yeah, if you did, like... You did
1: DC, Batman, what's up? Oh, my God.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, if you, like... That's the kind of the nice thing about DC, well, and the bad thing, is that, like, everyone... you know, Granted, they're trying to be, like, Marvel, but, like, they are trying to mix too many storylines together at once, where, like, I feel like that... DC is well, like way more written than Marvel. You know what I mean. So you can technically just follow a storyline to the end. You know what I mean, and just recreate it. Like that's why a lot of their like the animated movies like work better is because they're so straightforward and like they always get praised. You know, it's like the story was
1: great to begin with. Yeah, you just have to yeah. show it in a different way. And like, uh, I guess one thing I forgot was that DC was Sandman. Neil Gaiman, Sandman. Oh. You know, which if you're talking about how, like, DC makes a mess of blending storylines, if you want, like, a master class in blending storylines, read Sandman. Because it's literally every story, ever told gets blended in. We got, like, Norse mythology, Greek mythology, Shakespeare, DC superheroes who share the same comic book universe that this is taking place in. It's like every single thing has, like, a a little bit here and there. Yep, And it's done perfectly. Exactly.
0: I agree, man. Like, that shit's... It's so good. Sandman's amazing. Um, Are you... Talk
1: of adaptations of that happening. I hope so. Yeah, I mean... That would be awesome.
0: There was someone... I can't remember who it was. It's someone, like, really big. Like, an actor that, like, really wants to do it. I want to say that it's like... I mean, of course, Seth Rogen would just try to jizz all over that. But, like... You know, because he does with everything superhero-oriented now, like, especially the DC and the Marvel shit, like, and, well, uh, the boys, he did the boys, you know. But I didn't didn't watch that show, you know. I haven't seen that either. I heard good stuff, but, you know, just kind of forget about shows, especially, it's like, during quarantine, like, I was like, I'm going to catch up on all these movies and shows, and then I just, like, just painted and just tried to keep my mind occupied.
1: That's better, dude. Like, I that was like the one thing i actually tried to avoid going in like there was a lot of, some things i wanted to catch up on and i have definitely watched a ton of movies but i've made like an effort in quarantine to not watch like the same shit like like you got hell a hellraiser shirt on right now and that's like one of my go-tos right i love hellraiser yeah so it's so easy to just be like man i'll just watch hellraiser for like a thousand times yeah, and i'm like what? i'm really i'm really pushing myself to like always watch something i haven't seen yeah or like Try more actively to be reading instead of watching. Yeah. But like mostly, what you're doing is like try to like be productive in some way. Like painting's the perfect thing because oh you God don't, yeah. you could really shit hasn't changed for how to paint. Like quarantine doesn't affect that at all, other than like maybe get a little harder to get paints.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like I've been seeing like your stuff you've been doing for like the breweries and stuff, and that shit looks really good. Like you know, I'm sure you that's all you've been yeah, doing nice. through quarantine, like pretty much, right? right.
1: I've had a lot more time to be doing stuff like that so yeah. I've just been doing a, yeah a lot of drawing a lot more drawing
0: yeah
1: it's been crazy cause uh so the marketing company I work for started off as the marketing department for a uh, shower door company shower door experts and now we're like going off on our own company but we still do all the shower door stuff obviously yeah and shower door experts has always been a really weird company and they've always let me do really weird stuff that's um,
0: cool
1: so they've let me start developing a comic series that I've been doing throughout all basically every week I've been putting out like a Page comic thing of the showerhead character and it's just got, it's gotten really weird and they don't tell me no on like anything <laughs> I do so I've got them like you know these out in outer space like in pyramid schemes with aliens it's uh it's great
0: that's awesome and dude
1: and they've just been letting me do it <laughs> that's fucking great
0: that's really cool dude that's so I found
1: myself like drawing comics and getting paid for it during quarantine I'm like this is really weird I did not see this coming I didn't, <laughs> didn't see this be the direction my quarantine would take that's awesome
0: that's super cool <laughs> Um. Yeah, but like that's that's nice though that you get to just like be kind of outspoken with your art and like everything like that even at work you know it's like yeah that's that's super cool you know it's like I, my job it's like I do screen printing and it's like that's what you do you screen print you know what I mean there's no really yeah, granted you went to school for what you do you know so it's like that's why you have a good job <laughs> but for me it's just like here's where you work. Go off it <laughs> whenever you get off work, go home and like hope that one day you get to be somebody, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what everybody, I mean, that's what I do too, you know, like, yeah, because I mean, you know, I'm not, not going to get to whatever being somebody means, or I'm not going to get there by doing sh- like shower door marketing, right? Yeah, but,
0: yeah, it, it's like, yeah, but you can't, you know, and I've come to that conclusion too, you can't,
1: like, even doing like cool stuff, I get done that stuff, I'm like, okay, like, now like, the real work begins, you know.
0: Yeah um, But I found like You can't be negative You know what I mean Like you're at work But then when you're off You're like okay I gotta get this stuff done This is for me And I've also come to the conclusion of like I care If I get to like you know One day make money Off the stuff that I like to do But like And I'm also like In the road of like I don't care You know what I mean Like it's just right. It's just life You know what I mean Like what is popularity right yeah it's like if the universe wills it, then I'll do it, you know it's a, but it's just how it is um yeah, I don't exactly.
1: yeah it's kind of i mean I feel like we're very similar in that way's like it doesn't matter what's happening like you you would be doing that thing either way, so like obviously the end goal is to like be doing just that thing right and be like pouring everything and being paid to do that thing that's obviously yeah the goal, yeah, you know, but I don't think that's selling out at at all. You know, that's what you want to do. Like, why would you want to waste your... Nobody's goal is to, like, work full-time somewhere that they don't give a shit about and then paint masterpieces that no one appreciates at night, right? Yep. That's no one's fantasy. No,
0: not at all. Like, that's not a fantasy at all. But, like, in the end run, what you're painting is pleasing. And it's, like, actually what your soul wants, so whether you're working on that painting 24/7 and it's not your job, it still matters. You know, it's like you can't have that big of a negative outlook on it otherwise it's just going to ruin your life and cause you to be depressed, you know.
1: Exactly. And it kind of cuz that's that's not the goal either. If the goal is to like stress all day about wanting to like make that thing happen, then you're not really letting your art happen organically anyway. Yeah. And you're kind of like becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost you know like yeah no, no one has ever really like i mean i can't say no one i'm sure there's been plenty of people who have stressed their way to the top somehow but like you know i don't think that's really the best way to do it creatively yeah no it's it's
0: it becomes a negative way at looking at a very positive thing you know what i mean it's like already a positive thing the fact that you have the skills to paint and to you know say like with you and i it's like it's we can make movies like we have cameras that we can go out and just shoot whatever we want and just put them together and make them feel like something we have that opportunity and just because you know we're not these big fucking like you know nice avant-garde indie direct like you know horror directors it doesn't mean that our shit doesn't matter you know it's just within time you know you'll find your audience eventually and like that's what i have to consistently remind myself of is it's gonna it's you know when they find you they find you don't stress it you know it's it's a special thing that we have you know Yeah.
1: because when when they find you you want to have like a whole bunch of really good shit under your belt to show off you don't want to be like cowering in the corner wondering like that's not the way that you want them to find you like being all stressed out and like worrying about when they're gonna find you right that's crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, like where, where do you want to go with, you know, filmmaking? Cause I know that I've seen your short films they are really great. You know, they have their own little place and they feel like something specific, you know, they're, they're really good. And like, just like, is that the direction that you want to go in with that style and that feel and, you know, everything?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I still don't know exactly what, you know. Every, everything kind of has its own feel you know depending on the project but there's definitely like a an approach that i find myself frequently going back to and what i want to be doing is making feature-length films yeah. um which I, I mean i actually made one already i made my graduate master's film was a feature-length uh like racially charged drama that took part took place in southeast dc yeah. And i was lucky enough to like sort of get attached to a project that was already sort of being developed a little bit it was very low budget um but it was sort of after that I went like refocused and be like okay like that movie I learned a lot on mostly through my mistakes you know now I want to like start carving out more of my niche of like what I want to do and that's when I went back to doing shorts which I think like going from doing a feature back to shorts was awesome like that was it felt like you know having a huge backpack on right and uh-huh. then just switching to like a little fanny pack or something and yep. you're like okay we can do this <laughs> you know and we just got to focus on making like great 10 great minutes or something like that instead of you know, in an hour or something. So, so that's when I, I refocused back to horror. And a lot of my horror stuff uh, tends to, like, tends to, like, less rely on gore and, you know, outright craziness and more sort of floats an emotional narrative a lot of times. Though, like, some of the stuff I've been writing lately has taken very different directions in that as well. Cause that's all I've been doing lately is writing. Cause it's all I can do really. Yeah. Um, I kind of had the next like two years planned out and now I have like nothing planned out Yeah. Um, <laughs> because there's this, there's this anthology film, you know, about the black Hills night hike, which I've produced two segments for that uh, over the past couple years. And this past May was supposed to be our shooting schedule to shoot the top layer narrative for black Hills night hike and basically have a complete film and obviously covid happened that shoot never happened uh so we're trying to like push that back to october but you know as th- things are looking worse and worse for the oh fall so i can't, you know it's it's the kind of thing we know we very much know that we might have to like not shoot in october and it might not happen but if we don't like set dates and pretend like it's gonna happen you know then there's there's then it's never gonna happen you know <laughs> if it comes down to we have to just postpone again when it gets to october that's what will happen obviously because we got to finish the movie, but everything's kind of held up from that. I know what I want to make after that, which I have another short that uh, will share a producer with the Black Hills Night Hike. So it's kind of like also tied up in the fact that we can't really, Black Hills is wrapped. So I know, you know, basically I want to make a short and then that will be like a proof of concept for a feature. And then hopefully by the time that short is done, I'll have the feature written and I can just try to hit all the festivals, hopefully do some of the big ones and then find interested parties and be like, Here's the whole script. I got the whole story ready. You know, yep. that's, that's, that was the kind of two year plan, right? <laughs> the plan was like initially to be done with black Hills. And then 2021 would have been black Hills night hike festival year
0: yep.
1: in that time would have shot sin eater. And then sin eater would have, uh, which is the next, uh, short, it's called the sin eater. And it would have been the 2022 festival season, but you yeah. know, you knows? So maybe push all that back <laughs> both of those back a year.
0: What was, uh, what was sin eater about sin eater about?
1: So Sin Eater is, uh, it's based on, like, actual, like, religious practices that happened in, in like, uh, you know, Europe. Basically, with it's like a post-mortem ritual that's a lot less brutal than it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> They're basically, Sin Eaters were, like, social pariahs and kind of religious outcasts that when certain people died and they were unsure of the place of their spirit in the afterlife, the Sin Eater would sometimes come and consume a meal... Over top of the corpse of the deceased person, and sort of symbolically eat their sins into themselves, and allowing this person to go sin-free into the afterlife. Cool. Right. So our so our story is basically like, what if that that is what happened? But what if these sin eater people who were consuming sins actually were consuming sins, and that sort of thing eventually turns them into something else and keeps them alive for like hundreds and hundreds of years. And then what if like two brothers find this sin eater in like the deep New England woods and this thing basically consumes your sin, absolves you of your wrongdoings, but doesn't require forgiveness to do it. It's not Jesus, you know, it's just something that eats your sins. Yeah. So like finding that that sin eater is like guilt free absolution in a jar sends both of these brothers lives in entirely different directions and then the film actually takes place when when they're adults oh. how that how that thing has changed both of their lives very
0: cool that's kind of like um yeah that's that's a good idea man i like that it's very cool it's very it's, cool It
1: gets a lot crazier too we at some point we create like a modern human sin hybrid who is a lot more violent.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very alien of you. <laughs> yeah,
1: a little bit, a little bit.
0: <laughs> no, not in a bad way, not in a bad way. It's, like, uh, it's Alien like, Alien's
1: one of my favorite films.
0: Me too, dude. That's, that's like when you were talking about go-to movies, like you were saying Hellraiser, it's like that's the first movie is like my, it's just so calm at the beginning and then just gets so crazy. And like it's just, it's just that, awesome ridley scott magic you know what i mean like the early ridley scott magic that was just perfect and yeah yeah.
1: it's like that first scene when it's that white room and the pods just open up you just want to like okay all right here we go sit back into the couch you're just so ready like as soon as i see that scene i'm just so it's like a warm blanket you know exactly
0: it's just comfort food man it's it's perfect it's just and every single shot in it's just so beautiful and just like just looks so incredible and the alien looks so good it's like ugh, practical it's effects man
1: tigers work all over it you know it's everything is so pretty it's insane
0: it's really insane dude and
1: quiet, you know so, so much of that movie is so quiet yeah and uh even jerry goldsmith's score which is like all flutes and stuff is yeah. like just floats along and doesn't dominate no way like film just takes his time exactly it's so good.
0: yeah it's fucking perfect dude um yeah it's like that and like you know carpenter movies like carpenter movies are like just so relaxing you know just enjoy it
1: yeah i agree i i love that you think this too because i I think a lot of people would find that weird right yeah just put in a good old just just john carpenter's the thing or the fog or just any of those classics just curl up but it's so true like you hear those like Cynthia 80s scores and you're just like oh i'm just i'm home i'm good it's perfect
0: (laughs) yeah the fog definitely because i just rewatched it the other night i was like Well, it was a couple months ago. I was like just drawing, and I was just like, "Man, I want to watch the fog so bad." Like, who has it? And I and then I uh, got on Shutter, and they had it, and and I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" And I turned that shit on. I was just like, I remember loving this movie, and it's still really good. It just I don't think it was as good as the first time I watched it, but I still really enjoyed it. Like, it's definitely not my favorite Carpenter movie, but it's it's very good, you know.
1: It's got like a great tone to it. It's not very outright scary, but it has this amazing like. Like, gather around and let me tell you a ghost story type thing. And it's very, uh, it's just, uh, I feel like John Carpenter makes it magical. Like, if anybody else told that story, it might be pretty forgettable, I feel like. But something about how Carpenter tells it and that music, of course, just is like such a vibe. It's insane.
0: Uh, What is your favorite Carpenter movie?
1: Probably The Thing. I think it's like one of the most the best effects movie ever because practical effects is a big thing for me too and just rob botin and what he did on that movie just like it just took everything into a whole new world like we talked about alien right alien pushed a lot of envelopes there but when you boil it down it's still a guy in a suit right it's a dude with a humanoid body with a suit on the thing like took that idea and just smashed it to pieces and they're like this thing is is everything you know it's it's puppets it's animatronics it's stop motion for a second here it's, yep. has no shape you know it was creature design like no one had ever seen and just the environment you know the, the isolation of the snow just kurt russell being kurt russell oh. everything about it's great
0: it's perfection man it's definitely one of the most perfect movies ever made like yeah. it's Hell like yeah. that and like i think that and they live are pretty much on par for me like i just think both of those are just perfection i just the 15 minute fight scene and they live is just the most hilarious fucking thing it's just so long and just perfect
1: i remember watching a like, uh, uh, behind the scenes thing of that interview with carpenter and he was like he's like i knew i wanted to be long so i just turned the page and wrote fight continues then i turned the page and i wrote fight continues and so the script is literally like three or four straight pages of just like two words on each page just keep fighting keep going not done yet
0: yeah. I wonder how many takes it took For that scene, just for them Just to go at it for so long <laughs> It just
1: keeps going Yeah, it's, it's so fantastic. Amazing.
0: It was my, uh Buddy Piper, dude, he
1: makes that movie Oh my
0: god, he's so yeah. good in that movie, though Like, every he's reaction he a has name. What was that?
1: He doesn't even get a name in the movie I They know. don't even name his character And he yeah. still is amazing I know, it's
0: crazy, dude It's <laughs> Such a phenomenal movie. What else do I have over here? Assault on Precinct 13 is really good. It's just a straightforward movie. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great one. Uh, Prince of Darkness. Now, that is a fucking amazing movie. Like, dude, that movie gets like creepy as fuck. Like, Exorcist, you know, it's like, it gets weird. Like, I love that thing in the basement.
1: late stage like weirdo john carpenter where he doesn't do anything yeah. normal a- yeah. at all No. he's just like no satan is a is a weird juice in a giant jar and <laughs> it's telepathic and maybe it's sentient like it's like it's so yeah it's super creepy it's super weird yeah yeah i love it i love that it's, it's a great one dude
0: um yeah um yeah.
1: village of the damned yeah it's a fun one mark hamill's pretty really good in that yeah
0: I don't know if I've ever seen that the whole way through. I think I've seen it like partially you know, like, on like a sci-fi channel one day, and then like, you know, was like had also, to leave. Maybe not one
1: of his best, maybe not one of his best, but it's a great one. Um, you know, it's still a good one. Yeah. Uh, vampires is probably one of my least favorite.
0: I've never seen vampires. I kind of like have heard.
1: You watch vampires. Oh, definitely watch it. I had it on a list. Like
0: I was like, I'm gonna watch that.
1: We've joked on our podcast uh, before that that movie is just, like, basically Dan Baldwin beating a woman for, like, 90 minutes. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually this woman. It's Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks. Oh, shit. <laughs> she uh, <laughs> she uh, plays this girl who gets beat, uh, bitten by a vampire. She's a prostitute. And, uh, and they just take her and tie her to a bed, and he just basically beats her until he falls in love with her. Oh my and then God. James, Woods shows, James Woods shows up and he's like, stop beating this woman! And then he starts beating this woman, and I'm just like, are vampires gonna show up at some point? Or are you just gonna like beat Laura Palmer for the rest of this movie? <laughs> that's great.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, it's like, yeah, ah, you kind of Yeah, you kind of expect James Woods to do something like that, though. <laughs> exactly. You're like,
1: that's ridiculous. Oh, it's James Woods. Yeah, oh, it's my.
0: like, Videodrome, come on now. Um, yeah, um... You, your last short film, you had that out for, that was the, uh, which which was your last short film? I forget.
1: 18 was three, uh, was my short film that's yeah. like, that's publicly out. Yeah. Um, so like we did, I did the festivals all 2018 uh, with that one and it did pretty well at festivals and then I've done two short films since then. Neither of them have been released publicly and both of those are for the Black Hills Night Hike anthology. They're yeah. segments of that larger sure. film. I did take one of them called uh, Jericho Bridge That's the one which was also gonna... uh that one did do a couple festivals cuz we all talked like in the Black Hills meeting we were just like okay guys like this film's not going to be done for at least another year like there's no harm in doing a few isolated short uh like festivals here and there yeah to promote the film in general as long as we're not like trying to double dip on some of these films film festivals later on like so we all agreed we weren't going to like submit to some of the festivals that we knew we wanted to get Black Hills in yeah. like a year or two down the line. But so I, I took it to a couple like a drive in festival in Pennsylvania, uh, the New, New Jersey Horror Festival, a couple other ones, um, especially festivals that only did shorts. That okay. I was like, OK, great. I'll, I'll definitely do those because next time when this is done, it's going to be a feature. Right on. Yeah. But it's kind of sucked to just have these two short films are just sort of sitting around, hanging out sucks, dude. <laughs> waiting. Yeah. They're done, more or less,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. That shit, that shit sucks so much. Like, just knowing the fact that you have all this shit, like, just, like, waiting, and you're just, like, I, and no one can watch it, and you, like, and you have, like, a little bit left to shoot, and you're just, like, god damn it, I want to finish this, and you can, like, edit the crap out of it as much as you want, but it's just not going to change the fact that you don't have the rest of it done, you know? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yep. yeah you're going to hide it. And, I mean, I, I have a script in festivals this year, which, like, kind of sucks uh, because festivals this year, like, aren't a thing. But I'm just glad I don't have, like, a movie in, like, festivals this year. Like, I, I feel so bad for, I know a couple people who have, like, you know, poured everything into their films. Yeah. And then 2020 was their festival season. Yeah. And it's like, you know, for some of these people, that's their lives, dude. That is, like, that's basically going to be seen by, like, you know diminished numbers maybe nobody some people just getting credits for 2021 i think that's really the best case scenario is some of these filmmakers being credited back their films being like hey submit it again in 2021 and we'll see what's happening yeah
0: definitely um yeah it's it's just such a bummer just because it's like i was kind of like hoping as well because like we finished up our short film and I was really looking forward to, like, getting that all done, getting the soundtrack made, like, you know, putting it all together and, like, finally getting, like, my own rights and stuff like that to all my shit. So, like, whenever I'm trying to put it out, like, I don't have to worry about someone, like, trying to steal it and shit like that. And, like, of, course. of course. Yeah. Do, do you have all that stuff? Like, the uh, rights and everything for your stuff?
1: I need to get better with that, with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've always been, like, so much better with the creative side than, like, the... The sign and papers and businessy side yeah, of things. I try my too. best to be as good as I can. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I
0: need to get better. That's definitely my uh, not my strong suit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have to be on the internet for more than two hours? No thanks. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't do that. It's like, it's just garbage. Um, <laughs> um, what's this uh, full length film that you're going to be doing eventually that you're all hyped about?
1: Uh, well, the the script that I have, or the the one that I want. The sin eater is
0: the feature length. Okay, the sin eater is the feature. Okay. One that
1: I want. Well, it's a short. It's a. I have a ten, a really tight ten minute script, which okay. is uh, which is basically a proof of concept and a teaser for that that larger story. Gotcha. So my hope is to like after Black Hills Night Hike is done, um, get a serious budget behind this ten to fifteen minute short and attack that, and then by the time that short is done, I will hopefully have feature length version of the sin eater written and then do festivals with the short having the, the script in hand being like okay who wants to make a, who wants to make a full version who wants to make the long version you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome
0: have you ever yeah, that's that's the hope have you ever sold, sold sold a script before
1: i really haven't tried to i've made scripts for what i was immediately making like i knew I've written scripts for myself to make and that was always the intention for those scripts. So that's mostly what I've written for.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's just writing my own stuff. And then like I got distribution for one of my shorts that I wrote through crypt TV. Um, and I talked to those guys about potentially writing some stuff, but I haven't really tried to be selling scripts. The script that I just put out in this 2020 season, that was kind of my hope for that script was being like, Hey, I'm writing something I know I can't achieve realistically. I wasn't trying to write it to achieve it realistically. I just want to like get it out there and see who's interested. Maybe someone wants to buy it. Yeah, um, you know. That's cool,
0: though. I mean, it's um, at least you're trying. I mean, like that's yeah. kind of all we can do. You know, just consistently try. It's like I don't know, man. It really hasn't
1: been, that really hasn't been on my radar of things to do until like quarantine so much because I've t- taken such a shift from being like writing purely for the sake of what's going to be produced right or the intention of producing it to now being like okay i can't produce anything really during all this covid stuff so i'm just writing for the sake of writing yeah you know for the first time in a really long time you know being like i don't know if i'm ever going to produce any of these some of them are not even script formats you know writing just short stories for who knows what um some of them go on the podcast some of them are just for you know who knows yeah uh, but like, you know, and again, like this script that I was able to finish up right at the very beginning of everything went to shit. And I could just be like, OK, I'll just put the finishing touches on this script and and send it out because ain't nothing else happening. You know? Yeah.
0: Um, When you write like what? How how do you write? Like, say, like, I how I write is I start with the ending. Like, I know what my ending's going to be, and then I work backwards. Do you do something similar to that, or do you...
1: I I don't do that at all. Okay. Actually, I rarely <laughs> I rarely know how things end. Actually, that's that's not true. With 3, with my short film 3, the entire thing was based around the ending. Based on on, that was like, It's like one of those idiot clickbait articles. It's like, here's a step-by-step thumbing your own demon, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and I was like, "That's ridiculous!" First of all, and I was like, "Like, what are the implications here? Like, you that you it was just you know that you could do something like that that simple." So then I came up with a really depressing ending that I liked, and worked backwards from there. Yeah. And, but I, usually, no. I usually just I kind of find this flow. I, I I have an idea like with this feature script that I just wrote. Like, it entirely started with the concept, and I knew like the larger concept I wanted characters to generally interact with, and I yeah. knew what the large opposing force was going to be. Yeah. Um. But, and then I figured out who the characters are, and then I just start writing. I honestly, I, I rarely know where I'm going with things, yeah. And but I, but I find that things hit a flow very quickly, and the characters sort of tell you what they're going to do. Like, if you put the characters in the environment and you really get it in there and you understand them, they kind of just do what they're supposed to do a lot of times, you know. Yeah, and they do, write and it's themselves. only yeah. rarely do you like, okay, I need to manipulate this in a way to like make this work a little bit better, and then you're like, okay, you know, I can find it find another opposing force to like put this right put my idea in a direction that makes it make sense yeah that makes sense yeah um
0: that definitely makes sense for sure like it's like but
1: i always figure out the ending at some point before the ending like, of I course find, yeah I, usually bef- around the halfway point you know i'll be like okay i see where this is going i know more or less how this is gonna end but then there's still like times by the time i get to the end that uh things don't turn out exactly how i thought you know like
0: Kind of like everything else man It's like whenever you're doing a picture You're drawing a picture You're like I have this idea in my head A very specific thing But then you draw it out And you're just like That's not what I thought But I still like it You know what I mean
1: Right yeah Yeah. exactly
0: That's kind of the glorious thing About like you know Making movies Is that You have this big Broad fucking idea About what it's supposed to be And then it just Turns into this Totally different thing And you're just like Wow I wasn't expecting that I like it But it's not at all What I originally had in mind You know Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just fun, you know, just having that option. You know, it's like at least you have like a solid base about what you want. And then it just, you know, you're breathing life into fucking dirt. You know, it's, it's awesome.
1: One of my favorite things has sort of become like a writing exercise. But it, with the podcast, one thing we've been doing um, is our, some of our Patreon people, there's a certain level of patron where we write uh, a story about you. And it's like it'll be some sort of horror story about that person. Oh, and usually cool. before, and, and they're all personalized to them. And only a couple of them have been people I've actually met. Most of the people I've never met in reality ever. Oh, that's but cool. I usually, I, yeah, it, it's a really interesting writing exercise because it's like I'm not inventing a character, first of all.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a real person. And I message them in the beginning. I'm like, okay, like, what are you scared of? Like, what's realistic? Like, one, if I don't know you, what's your job or something? Like, sell me something about your life that I can latch onto. And then, like, what are you afraid of? And sometimes they're pretty vague, and then I have no clue where that's going, right? And then I just start writing, and it de- usually develops in a really interesting ways. Yeah. So it's kind of like writing prompts, but, like, based out of reality. Like, real people with real fears in entirely fictional scenarios.
0: That's, that's pretty awesome, dude. That's, it's that's, been a lot of fun. That's a really good idea. Like, that's that's really fun. Like, how much is that, like, for the Patreon? Like, is it, like, 10 bucks or something like that?
1: It's, like, a $25 tier on that's awesome yeah so obviously there's nothing stopping them from doing 25 dollars for a month or so while i write the story put it out and then going back to like five dollars or one dollar but nobody's done that so far people have just stuck stuck around which has been really cool
0: uh how many patreons do you have right now um i want patrons
1: i think there's like 17 or 18 patrons on there you know we don't have all that many quite yet uh but like uh the we call them the camp Uh, campfire tales because the podcast is called camp nightmare campfire tales are the ones that are about the people and it's really become a really great tool with bonding with their audience is um, you know the people who i write the stories about become hardcore fans if they uh, usually they were pretty big fans already for even joining the patreon at that level yeah but after i write the story you know we we usually talk quite a bit and you know you know it's it's a great tool it's getting in touch on a deeper level with some of the people who are listening yeah
0: that's that's super cool dude that's really like you know, that's giving it like an emotional edge. Like, it's like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I listen to a podcast, like I kind of want to be emotionally invested in it some way, shape or form. You know, that's, sure. that's a good feeling. You know, it's, it's like you get to know them, but you don't know them at all. You know, it's just, they're your internet friends, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's what it's become. Like there's been quite a few listeners who like we talked to a lot. And I've never, ever met in reality, but there's, I've had the opportunity to meet a couple of them. So like when I was playing shows before, shows stop being a thing uh, i was able to actually meet a couple of people while playing shows in different cities who are, like came out and i'm like oh cool like it's the first time i've ever actually met you in person but it's like not weird it's yeah a, it's weird that it's not weird
0: <laughs> you're like oh yeah i know who you are but uh never met you actually but it's cool yeah can but i buy you a drink
1: enough. you know exactly it's the internet friends you know this is 2020 so half the people we know are online anyway <laughs> pretty much
0: Jesus Christ, the internet is a fucking problem. These goddamn people and their fucking... Way too many politics. The world is way too much politics. It's insane.
1: There's just, it's a, Facebook is just a sounding board for every, every opinion it's you just, could possibly imagine.
0: It's just opinion. It's just the it's media. literally
1: just like Facebook is like a street where like everybody's outside flexing. Just, who wants to fight? Who's <laughs> yeah. trying to fight? That's like literally what
0: Facebook is Yeah exactly That's exactly what it is They're just screaming at each other Just like you're wrong It's like how about you're all wrong And you just fucking (laughs) shut up And live your stupid little lives
1: Yeah, Facebook is just a street full of like Overweight shirtless dudes and boxers Running outside of their house Just being like fuck you (laughs) You that's, That's what Facebook is these days
0: That's exactly That's exactly what it was Probably back in 2003 when it started as well. In a different way. Just like college yeah. kids. Just like, yeah, you want to meet up in my dorm? <laughs>
1: but but in the reality, they were actually overweight shirtless dudes and boxers. Exactly, in exactly. Houses. They were yeah. real overweight shirts. We were talking <laughs> metaphorical dudes and boxers before. Back then, they were real dudes and <laughs> boxers. Like,
0: I can see him across the street right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, baby, you want to come over? Um, <laughs> um. And everything goes dateline. Yeah, everything's dateline. Um. Yeah. Oh, that um uh, music video you just did looked really good for that uh exist right. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I, l- yeah, I like totally, that a lot. Actually, distant music video. Yeah.
0: Did they shoot it, and then you?
1: You said that, uh, you you had sort of run into problems with shooting like during quarantine. That was that was this whole video. Oh wow. The whole thing came together in about three and a half weeks. Um, I knew we wanted to do it. The label had a little bit of a budget, yeah, and we were yeah. able to. The guys, most of the guys live in Baltimore. One of the guys lives in Frederick, really close to me.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: and then the drummer lives in basically Atlanta, Georgia. So that oh, was shit. the that was the toughest thing. That plus social distancing, plus there's no studio space that we can get anywhere within our budget. So it's basically I just took blackout material and blacked out two walls in my basement and shot each individual band member one at a time, put the camera on a slider. So it's on like a consistent track. Yeah. Then, then actually just had my girlfriend run the camera and I just got in there so I could actually have my own shots of me playing in the song and keep the same camera moves on the slider. And then communicated with a uh, camera guy named Grant down in Atlanta who has worked with Brody, drummer on a couple things before and i basically gave him screenshots of what i was shooting i'm like here's here's what i'm doing here's how i'm doing it if you just try to get as close to this as you possibly can yeah,
0: like the same look and feel and everything as well like you know make yeah. sure it's all the same iso and blah 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 and, you know
1: i didn't even give him that much instructions on that really? he's shooting on a total he's shooting on a totally different camera than i am anyway so i'm just like do just do what you do to make it look cool like you know i'm not gonna try to like micromanage him really i just like i've seen your work i know you know how to shoot um just try to get as good, close as look as possible and give me what you can and i'm glad i did because he he tried some things i probably wouldn't have you know asked him to do that were different than what i did but uh, but on drums they really worked okay um so yeah. so, so like it, i'm really glad that, uh, that he did his own thing and we just based everything on the album artwork which has two very strong colors, primarily an orange with like a bluish purple mixed in. And so I was like, dude, we don't have money or time or pos- like, this is not possible to do a narrative music video. So we're just going to base everything on color. Yeah. And so like everything, you know, is one light or the other. We shot the whole thing in warm light and then shoot the whole thing in cold light and, you know, cut a lot between that, and I just gave those instructions to the guy in Georgia, and he was like, "Okay, cool." He was easy. He's like, "I can do it. I got you. No problem." Yep. And he gave me, he gave me great stuff. It looks like it's part of the same shoot.
0: Yeah, that's that's fucking rad, dude. That's really cool. Did, like
1: the promotional photo, like we have a promotional photo of the whole band standing together, and like nobody, <laughs> nobody was in the room at the same time <laughs> ever.
0: <laughs> that's great. But again,
1: Grant just shot good stuff down there, and he just used more or less the same lighting. I just had to color correct his stuff very slightly. To like, you know, make it a little orange and less red. And that was it. Hell yeah,
0: dude. That's really fucking cool, actually. That's that's uh, it's definitely one way to get around the whole COVID bullshit. This <clears throat> trying to make shit happen. You know, it's like you're backed into a corner. You're like, there's always a way out. You know, there's always some yeah. way to fucking make it work. You know.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's like filmmaking is creative problem solving, like at its core, right? Oh my you God. know, so it's a puzzle and. And like I said earlier, the name of the game is just doing the best you can with what you have, you know. And I think one people are a lot more forgiving right now because they everyone's in the same boat and they understand that.
0: Yeah.
1: And same with like the label or anybody. I mean, I, I'm really, really happy with what came out. I think what we came out with is super professional looking.
0: Yeah. And oh, no, it you know, it's,
1: yeah. it would live it would live just fine in a non COVID world. But, I mean, I think you know, I had to convince the band to let me try some things because I'm like, guys, like we can't do a lot of things right now so i'm like just trust me we're gonna like do something that's gonna work and it's gonna be the best we can do with what we have available to us right now and you know i'm I'm really happy with how it turned out
0: yeah that's awesome dude it Uh, felt
1: rewarding to be able to problem solve around that a little bit like okay it felt really good to like make something to shoot something and put it together in a short amount of time because writing is great i love writing but it's just nice to like complete something and then put it out there and be like this thing was was born it's now public it's fully grown it's developed here's this completed video you know it felt felt good dude do awesome. haven't done that since before quarantine
0: yeah that's fucking great dude that's you know that's a it's a really awesome thing to have that thing under your belt you know knowing the fact that you should kind of got away with it you know it's like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome like that's it's a solid thing to feel you know it's like I love that feeling of just like you're like I fucking got away with that shit. I can't believe it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And then you just like. Uh, how did uh, prosthetic feel about that uh, video?
1: They're they always are like the same way where they're just sort of like, thanks, cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> they never like yeah. responded
1: with more like oh, this is the second video I've done for them and I've never really heard much personal stuff from. They're just like, how do you want to be credited? Cool. Sweet, what's your PayPal? Thanks. Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> that seems pretty pretty I mean, right.
1: If, if the band is happy, I'm happy. Like that's really who I'm there to please. I'm that not matters. really trying to please the label so much. I mean, they're they're juggling how many bands oh and God. how many releases, you know, so
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, they're, they're like, a big they're a big <laughs> label God. too.
1: Band is stoked that I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. They're
0: they're a pretty big label. So, that's they're they a, a They're a lot of they're big metal metal company
1: <laughs> right yeah and I, f- I feel like they kind of i don't want to talk bad about that label at all because there's nothing to talk about they're they're really really nice guys but i think they just they just needed something churned out <laughs> like they needed a video for a release that's coming up pretty soon in a COVID world and they just needed it to happen
0: that's right yeah that's <laughs> uh that's that's fine you know it's like they, yeah. they wanted to do it so you did it and you said all right here you go that's yeah. that's a great feeling though like you got it done
1: exactly it's work it's like it's the the feeling of accomplishment of finishing a video which is you know has been lacking yeah so i'll ta- I'll take that i'll take that
0: yeah um I wouldn't ask you like kind of like i guess a personal question it's like and I know that you're like kind of big in with the guys in like the 72 hour film fest stuff like which is yeah. you know like it's fully awesome and I love and support those people you know wholeheartedly but um I guess I'm gonna say I feel like there's not a very like they're probably the best at the community of filmmakers around here you know what I mean like I just feel like this area has a very poor filmmaking aspect like you know like uh point of view it's very it's very muddled and like it's all commercial it feels so commercial no one really wants to try to like i know like for people like you and i and definitely with the people at the 72 hour film fest like especially with the the short film uh anthology thing it's like that's that's important stuff you know but it just feels like no one really wants to work together but like they're the best proponent for community you know what i mean but then other than for that it's very I'm doing it by myself. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people just don't really Do you do you feel like people around here don't really like working together or
1: I have felt that way cuz for the longest time I kind of had that that like I'm just going to do shit on my own. Who gives a fuck kind of thing because it was yeah. I was kind of used to that from like, you know, even like my graduate school at American University, you know, that everything there was so driven towards documentary, political or nature, you know, Smithsonian's in DC, Nat Geo's in DC. Um, all that stuff so of course like i'm pitching like bizarre ideas for horror films or experimental films and like the best i could ever get is like well it's not my thing but best of luck to you so i've always kind of had i've always kind of ridden with that mindset of like all right i'm just gonna do this because like no one's going to really appreciate it until it's done and maybe then it'll be done and people will be like okay you know actually that is good you know But, and that's sort of how I've always kind of looked at things, but I found through, through those guys, actually through 72, I've sort of found a community more of people. I feel like is more yeah, like-minded definitely. and I, I think Clark from 72 actually said that he pulled me aside one time. and was just like, don't feel like you have to go at it alone. Like, you know, we yeah. have your back and like, you know, I believe in like what you're doing and stuff. And that was like kind of a big thing for me. Cause I was, cause I really kind of always had felt that way. And it was nice to be like, okay yeah, maybe he's right. you know, maybe I don't need to really feel that way, and maybe we can you, you know there's bigger resources out there. I mean, it's a small community. that's the thing is and there's a large community of people involved in the seventy two but a small amount of community of people who like want to make films, yeah, you know, all the time of and course. want to like dedicate their life to making films. you know, it's it's one thing to do the once a year seventy two fest and it's a lot of fun, but you. Know, you know, out of all those people, you know, most of them don't don't care to make films all year round. You know, that's not their thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So
1: when you boil it down, you know, there, there's there are a core group of really great filmmakers who are involved in 72. Some of them are, like you said, more interested in commercial. And the 72 is their outlet to let loose once a year and make something yeah. creative. Yeah, definitely. But um, it's it's nice to find that there is a small community like not only 72, like Sam Tressler, another director who's been pouring everything into his film Leda, you know, yeah. which is an entirely creative effort. And funded in Frederick with the help of those guys. You know, so it's. I feel like it's a present community. It may be small, but I feel like they're trying. They're serious about trying to do things. Yeah. Which is more than I can say for a lot of communities, I think. You know, at least towns of our size, right? Yeah. Places around us. It's just. Yeah.
0: Like, it's. I love. I love what they're doing up there. Like, I really do. Like, and like, I just got like the letter in the mail for this year and like how they're going to try to get away with it and stuff like that. And I still have to fucking, you know, say I'm going to do it and shit like that because I really want to do it again. But it's like, I, I just am so late to the game all the time. Like, and I want them to be able to do it because it's really important. You know, it's, you know, that's, it's what we love to do around here. You know, it's like we have all these great opportunities to do things and I just feel like sometimes we, and especially like, you know, with working together, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, I have a friend that like, I just can't get down like with certain visions that they do. You know what I mean? It's just kind of, it's kind of difficult because it's like, I know how that they work. You know what I mean? It's just like, and I see your stuff and I'm just like you know, good for you. Like, good for you. I'm glad that you're doing something, but it's just like, I can't, I can't go out and shoot music videos all the time. You know what I mean? I just get too drained. It would just, just drains me. You know, it's like, it's just a lot to deal with, (laughs) you know? And like, and I just feel like sometimes like the creativity aspect is just, and you know, that's definitely, that could be definitely a, a problem with me as well. You know, it's like, maybe I have to loosen up and be, more open to what people are doing, you know, and not shut them out, you know, it's like, and just be like, no, my ideas are better. It's like, that's, that's not it. It's not that I think that I'm better. It's just, I guess I think sometimes things are a waste of time. You know what I mean? It's just, sure. If
1: you believe in your vision and, and there's something that you want to make. I, I I can totally understand that, you know, seeing, working and spending time on something that's not your vision feels like, oh, I should be working on, The thing I'm inspired by. Yeah. It's. It's.
0: It's. It's. it's, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to explain just because it's like, and I don't want it to seem like I'm being condescending or like, I don't know how to explain it. I I don't know. It's just, it's just really difficult. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't think that what I'm making is like fucking blessed by God. It's not. It's not that at all. It's just, uh-huh. this is what I find fun, so I want to do this, you know what I mean? But then all if right. other people need help, it's like like you in certain situations, like, you know, I've helped you a couple times and stuff like that, and, like, that was awesome, you know what I mean? That was very, I helped you with the one uh, episode of the the live oh, yeah. ba- band yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like that, that was great, you know, that was a great time, and I enjoyed it, and then, you know, things happened in my life, and I unfortunately fell behind, and... Went through a bad phase in my brain and just shit like that. And then, yeah, and then, you know, it's just like I thought about you consistently. I was just like, God damn it. It's like I hope I didn't ruin things with Jordan. You know, it's just like – it's because like, I like that dude. I just oh, – no, yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just get so in my head about things all the time. I'm just like, God damn it. Like I just want to make sure things are good with people, you know. I don't like oh, pissing I, people I, off.
1: I totally understand it, man. I, I – same way. You know, you wake up in the middle of your night, you're like – just thinking about a million directions. Yeah. Who did
0: I fuck over today? You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy. Um, I must, Um,
1: the way I've always looked at it is like, I've, I've always worked on stuff that I'm, you know, there's plenty of stuff I've worked on that I'm not thrilled with the subject matter or I find boring, but there's always something to like, learn about like, you know, somebody on that crew, is going to be clever at what they do in some way that you'll learn something or yeah. just like a lighting technique that someone uses. Like there's always, I always try to file away new things for like, it's like research and development for your own films, you exactly. know, working on other people's yeah. films. is like uh, R and D for your own stuff. Like, cause after I did that feature, I, I took like a, at least probably two or three years before I made a short again, Yeah, because I, and I, and I worked with a few people a lot and I like, I've just, kind of bided my time until i felt like i was ready and i felt like some of the people i was working with were ready yeah i wanted to make something that felt really good and i had a big like big big ache happen, but i had realistic limitations with like where we were at as creatives at the time but after like you know three years of turning through like music videos and like shooting other people's fiction stuff and and like the camera guy i was working with he was writing and directing indie things so like we were attacking those really hardcore and and so like you know all of that stuff felt just like intensive training or r&d you know for like things we can bring to the table later on you know yeah definitely
0: and I I agree with that wholeheartedly like you know it's just like and it's also it's also hard to try to find people that you know want your help you know what I mean that like it's like they could just pull a me and just be like I'm doing it by myself you know what I mean and then it's just like frustrating like in the days that I'm just like man I want to try to talk to other filmmakers and then like I do and then it's just like discouraging and I'm just like ah whatever you know but it's just Around this area, like, especially Hagerstown, it's, like, no one around here, like, really wants to do, like, I get the people that I want, like, to help me for acting and stuff like that, but, like, that's, you know, they just want to act, and they just want to have fun, and, like, you know, we'll make it fun for sure, and then they see the end product, and they're, like, that is not at all, like, what I thought this was going to be, and I'm just, like, yeah, it's just, you know, weird sci-fi horror shit, and they're just, like, okay, you know. But and then yeah. you know, there's other people that want to do more simplistic stuff. It's like that guy in uh, uh, PA. Uh, he did that movie Greencastle that was like produced by Spike Lee or whatever. You, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I talked to him one day and he was a really nice dude. And, like you know what I mean? And, uh, I think about him. I'm just like I should hit him up to see if he's ever needs help with anything and then just like forget and then it's like those people are important too. You know, even the people that just make like dramas and shit. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. That's. Which is special. Yeah.
1: Exactly, it's because they're, they're the, the same way. Like they feel about those dramas, the same way we do about like our genre pictures. You know, they're just as yeah. thrilled by those things. I just always it is. I think it's less hard to sell people on genre pictures these days, but like there is still that aspect of like, all right, like once you once you wheel in the fake blood and the slime and stuff, people are like, okay, it's that kind of movie or whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's 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 connotations with that, but there's there's honestly like I. There are people I feel like you, you should talk to around here, especially who are into, um, like, producing. There's a there's a fairly good B sci-fi horror community sort of developing around here lately. Um, my friend Matt has been putting together some great pictures. Like, they got Fel- uh, Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp to star in um, that film Bloody Summer Camp that just shot over in Virginia. And right now they're putting funding together to bring um, Kevin Van Hittenrick, who played uh the main character in basket case oh, he's going that's to play cool. yeah he's coming down he's a nice guy Uh I met him he was on the pod our podcast once great guy that's super um, cool but he's going to star in this uh, other ndb be- horror movie that they're funding getting crowdfunding together to uh do right now like and all this stuff is being shot in like our like west virginia virginia maryland area
0: yeah uh who who is this friend of yours
1: Matt Burns. Um, oh, I yeah. met him years ago. He uh, would book all the punk rock concerts. You know Matt. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Do you yeah. know Matt? Yeah. Matt's super cool, dude.
1: Yeah, he's... Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Matt Burns has, like... Yeah. We met each other, uh, like... And then we reconvened on horror movies. Like, I met... I, we, yeah, we started doing the horror conventions uh, and stuff like that with the podcast. And I quickly found out that Matt will re-horror convention around... And I'm like, oh, man, I, I remember back in high school when you, like, met the guy from Plan 9 at outer from Outer Space at the grocery store and started bringing him to the punk rock shows. <laughs> and now, years later, both of us are, like, way on this horror train. It's awesome. I love yeah. it. Yeah,
0: no, he's a super cool dude. 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 <laughs> Matt Burns. Yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, yeah. he is. Did, uh, he just did a movie with uh, Mark Byrne from West Virginia. Yeah, Remnants or whatever. Yeah. Nice that, that yeah, just came out right, right, yeah right. yeah i helped him shoot one day with that and that was fun it was a, it was right. a good time
1: yeah uh, like he's he's great he and i have very different aesthetics of what we want to make right our, same our, our styles of horror are very different but i find yeah. him a lot of inspiration from matt because of how much love he has for the genre how much passion he has for like indie productions exactly so i'll do that shit any day man any fucking day it's of the week fun. you know
0: it to be around
1: that i love and to like this level of like passion about it hell yeah you know
0: yeah, yeah. and
1: there's again there's always something to learn yeah especially if like we're, we're still in the same ballpark we're still talking horror you know
0: yeah definitely
1: and at the end of the day that's just more fun for me to make <laughs> definitely
0: yeah like i definitely hyper support that guy for sure like he's really 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 fucking cool and you know, they're making like something really different and like just like it's it's a fucking genre, you know what I mean that genre of horror making is like really sought out and a lot of people like it. It's you know yeah. it's, you know like you said it's like it's not what I want to make but I really really like it. You know, it's you have exactly.
1: to and I love that it has a presence and it's happening here for some reason. Like I love that. Yeah. It's like, you know, kind of clearly trauma influence you know just put absolutely. together the best thing you can yeah make it wild you know they, they don't take it too seriously like. yeah.
0: absolutely that's, so yeah it's definitely like that definitely makes it a lot better it's like just like how they just like treat it with like 100 percent love and i love that you know it's yep. special super special um uh,
1: yeah that's a, there's like two kinds of b horror movies there's like the, the horror movies that are accidentally b yeah you know and then the movies that love B horror movies and they're like, we, like, we want to just roll around in that aesthetic and like, and that's really what they're, what they're doing. Definitely. Yeah.
0: I, I, I super support them and I love it. Yeah. Like me and my uh, girlfriend, we went and, uh, we, she was in remnants. She played like this ghost character or whatever. And, uh. She, I that was the day that I helped went and shoot, and then like, you know, he just needed like a second camera operator that day, and I was like, okay, I'll help you out. And then it, it,
1: That's the thing, you just show up and you're like, you wanna run camera? It's like, <laughs> it's like, I know
0: how right. to do it. Why <laughs> not? You need someone. <laughs> Whatever. Um, That's
1: not just like that punk rock, like, let's just fucking do this mentality, you exactly. know? Exactly.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's it's like it's it's energized, you know what I mean? It's like it's like the day that you get like it's the day that you get to like blow something up on set, and everyone's just like, "How's this gonna go?" And then like once, once you're like, "Run, just go!" And then it, you start blowing shit up around them. It's just like ah, it's exciting. <laughs> it's just that energy yeah. all the time. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Um, Ryan, Ra- Radar, Ryan. What's what's his actual Raider. last name? Raider. Oh, it's Raider. Okay. So, it, yeah, for some reason I was reading it as Radar. Like, you know, like... R-A-D-E-R. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, he's an awesome props creator, dude. He's fucking really, really good. Like, he made that giant bat head thing for me for my short film. Like, I gave him the 300 bucks, and he was like, here you go. I was like, I was not expecting it to be this big. <laughs> it's
1: huge. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Because he, he rolled into town to work on another film with me. And he had brought that big bat head along. And he's like, "Yeah, hey, this is for your friend. And I'm like, all right, great. <laughs> Bring it along. The, yeah. He's, he's awesome. We, yeah. uh, we met some years back again through, through music. Him, he and I had a mutual friend, Eddie, who had, who booked shows in Pennsylvania and like every tour I ever did. Eddie, well, not every tour, but a lot of tours, Eddie would book at least a couple shows for us. and, and Every time we'd go to Al, it's in Altoona, Pennsylvania, which is not a lot of stuff going on in Altoona besides like drugs and train yeah. yards. Um,
0: There's a lot of good like- things with drugs and train yards nowadays.
1: <laughs> they're really up their game. But, but yeah, like, <laughs> if you've been to a train yard yeah. lately, just saying.
0: Needles everywhere.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but. So, so uh, Eddie was a really, really close friend, and he he died, unfortunately, oh. some years back, and there was a memorial concert that my band Time Columns played. So we went out to Altoona to like, play this memorial concert, and I met Ryan there, and Ryan had... You know, Eddie was covered in tattoos. Like, he didn't have any space besides, like, his face yeah. for tattoos. Like, it was completely covered. And Ryan's a tattoo artist. He did many of the tattoos on uh, Eddie. So Ryan and I immediately bonded, like, right at that... Um, memorial ceremony just because we immediately realized into like really really into filmmaking and horror movies and stuff like that yeah I was just gearing up to shoot my film three and I was like needing serious guidance for like how I slit a person's throat on stuff <laughs> and uh and so Ryan and I immediately started figuring out how to do this stuff and so then it was it just became that Ryan was the effects guy on the movie and like we built all this stuff and we've made both All three shorts that I've made, three and the two others for Black Hills, I've all done with Ryan uh, doing the effects.
0: Makes sense. It's like Jericho
1: Jericho Bridge. We made uh, like five people into ghouls, and including like full prosthetics on a couple actors, like a full transformation sequence, and like a creature feature kind of thing for the next short after that. Yeah. Uh, Uh,
0: Jericho Bridge was the racist one, right? (laughs) Was like it was like the old. I feel like we
1: should clarify.
0: not in the bad way. Like it's about racism in general. And yeah.
1: Like, yeah. We got, we got slave ghosts coming back yeah. to enact revenge on like what equates to like a modern day slave owner,
0: you yeah. know, yeah.
1: somebody, somebody who, you know, is oppressing other people and oppressing women and yeah. being terrible. And he does it in the wrong spot. And yeah. some of these angry ghouls come back to get their revenge. Yeah.
0: She was a uh, historic, uh, like, a. Uh, a historian or whatever like outside showing people like about what buildings were and then yeah. they, the guys she, in the van like picked her up
1: who takes the, she's a hiker who takes this ghost tour and our other character yeah. is like the ghost tour guide yeah. he's like the keeper of the stories you know and he holds the lantern and all that kind of stuff in fact that's that whole film was very inspired by the vibe that the fog creates it, not so much like the fog as like yeah. a stylistic thing yeah, thing but a vibe that 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 like let's tell a ghost story type yeah. vibe like that's kind of what I was going for. With, yeah, with that I yeah.
0: can I can see that yeah. I can see that yeah. for Ryan, sure. I've
1: I worked together with quite a few things, and he and I have developed yeah. and Ryan and I have developed the Sin Eater idea together. Like he actually came to me with this monster concept for the Sin Eater, and I sort of ran with that and developed the story. So that that whole thing has been developed by the two of us.
0: Very cool, dude. That's that's really rad. Um. Yeah, that's uh that's awesome that you have him like kind of like on a retainer, you know, it's just like he's fucking good at what he does, so it's just like when you need like prosthetics made and shit like that, you're like, here you go. It's like it's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm, I, uh, yeah. I I definitely think... I think he lives a... Yeah. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's great with
1: him. Yeah, he's fucking great,
0: dude. He's really, really good. Um
1: I mean, it takes a couple hours to get to Altoona, but you know, like the last movie, the last short, was the most effects heavy of all of them, yeah. uh, involving like full entire head, prosthetic, like hands. Uh, like uh, it was a ton of work. So, for like three or four months before we shot that, so we spent like a few months just tooling around and to building the effects back and forth here and there before we even shot.
0: Uh, yeah. Right on, dude. That's really cool. He's that was a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> It, that shit's like always.
1: When I'm not an effects guy, I I appreciate the shit out of effects. I love practical effects, and I, when I can, I try to study and figure out how they're made. But I'm not a crafter of practical effects. Like I don't know how to fuck with makeup. Yeah. I'm learning a little bit about like latex and stuff, but I'm, I I don't know the medium. But I just know what they can do, and it's been it's just super inspiring to like talk to Ryan and be like, how do we? I have an idea I think we can do it how can you tell if we can actually do this and then you know I'll think I'm going too far and he'll be like, we could even take it a step further and do this if you wanted to and I'm just like I, yeah it's it's great to vibe off of that hell yeah that kind of energy with him because he knows what he's doing I don't know what I'm doing I just know what I would like to see yeah <laughs> you know
0: that's fucking awesome dude that's really fucking awesome it's that's really. He's very good at what he does for sure. That like creature from the black lagoon looking thing you guys made was really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that w- that was the most intensive thing. Yeah. Damn. It. And we and we had a lot of talk of like what we could do about that and how the transformation could work and he had some great ideas and he he ended up having the idea I I'd developed the idea that the thing has gills so, or sort of on the top of its head so it could sort of float with its eyes breathe and he had developed the idea of how we could like rig all of these tubes up underneath the latex, and he can be off to the side blowing into these tubes outside of the pool where we shot those close-ups, and make the gills breathe so it can actually be peaking, and the gills can actually be like you that know lifting, cool and you can shit. see gill bladders underneath. Yeah. I was like, yes, that was entirely him bringing like an extra cool element to the table. Yeah. I'm like, well, I, lo- I want them to peak, and I want to be able, you know, learn a little bit about, about the biology of the creature by seeing the gills, and he was like, well, let's just make him breathe. Yes, 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 yes.
0: yes. That's, that's fucking phenomenal, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Love that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're reaching, we're about hour and a half now, so um, oh, wow. cool. I'm going to ask you like one more question. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. What are your top five favorite movies of all time?
1: Oh, geez. It's the
0: Thank toughest you. question. It's the <laughs> toughest question, but
1: bullshit question is what it is exactly
0: but that's why i have to ask it
1: because it depends on my mood really.
0: exactly
1: okay, there's I'll, I'll give you five movies that i can pretty much consistently watch any time and be a happy camper okay um so, talk about john carpenter's the thing yep the original 74 texas chainsaw massacre
0: yep toby hooper
1: yeah hell yeah um I kind of want to say the Royal Tenenbaums. Yo. I love that movie. That's actually where my whole, my company's called Gypsy Cab Studios, and that's entirely from Royal Tenenbaums.
0: Oh, that makes sense,
1: see, A little sign on the side of a taxi cab. Um, oh, geez. I don't even know. This is tough. I don't know, man. You put me on the spot with some ridiculous questions. Like, there's so many great movies. Like, I've been thinking about Candyman a lot the past week and wanting to watch it, so I want to say Candyman, but I don't know if that's really one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Just rewatched it. It's still really good.
1: It's It's, so great.
0: It's a great movie, yeah. I'm not really too happy with the way that the new one looks because, like, I like it. I just don't like the fact that he's, like, invisible half the time, where, like, in the original, he just, like, wasn't there. You know what I mean? He never was just... they're
1: hiding it you think so i've got this i've got this theory and i'm almost certain that they're bringing tony todd back to be Candyman. they better and to and i think they're he's going to be sort of passing the torch to this new character to become a modern Candyman, because i'm no, i'm noticing themes in the trailers of like of oppression of african americans yes. throughout history and how there's this linkage of Candyman and all and this singular struggle yeah and so i think they're going to I think they're just holding that from the trailer because they don't want to show you Tony Todd quite yet. That makes sense. But I, yeah. I bet you Tony Todd's going to be Candyman and he's going to be passing the torch to this new guy who becomes Candyman or yeah. some shit like that. That that's would be a
0: theory. phenomenal idea for sure. That's good, my theory. That's a good theory. I like it. All right, you got two more movies.
1: Oh, shit. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, you know what? I got to throw like something that's totally not horror in there. Harold and Maude. You ever see Harold and Maude? I've
0: seen bits and pieces of it. That is a what's-his-faces movie, right? Uh, fucking... Uh, I can't remember the director's name.
1: I actually can't either, but it's... I'm not really much for, like, romance movies and stuff, but it's, yeah. like, an indie comedy romance. It's just weird as hell. The yeah. entire the entire score is done by Cat Stevens. That's awesome. Um,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, it is awesome, but it's also... It's the romance movie for the horror fan because it's like, and it's also the proto Wes Anderson film as yes. well. When you look at the symmetry of that film and a lot of the composition, yeah. but you know, the main character played by Bud Court, um, Harold, he, his whole character is obsessed with death. He fakes his suicide in graphic ways for his mother's benefit. That's all right. the time. I have
0: seen Harold. Um, yep. I know. I he goes
1: to funerals <laughs> for fun. Yep. Um, he, converts his nice car that his rich mom buys him into a hearse you know yep. so he, he's this great character and it's just this weird story that makes me want to cry every time nice um let me think uh you know i always want to put hellraiser on there too solid choice oh man. you know what no no no. i'm sorry alien alien number one baby so good So
0: i i have to make that I my have, number I one put that immediately yep you always you know, forget. That's right exactly Yep. Yeah. That's always the uh, fucking number one. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I don't know. That's my top five that I'm thinking of right now. Anyway,
0: it's geez. a good, it's a good top five for right now at least.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, Shawshank Redemption has to be on there that's somewhere. A great movie, dude. Oh man, that's a great movie. I love that shit. Yeah, that's that's somewhere on there. Yep.
0: All <laughs> these fucking Stephen King movies, man. Yeah. Uh, well, was that a, was that a Bachman? Was that a Bachman or a Stephen King? No That
1: was King. Okay. That was in diff. It was in Stephen King's different seasons. Oh, okay. It was, cool. a no- it was one of the four shorts or novellas in that book. Nice. Very cool.
0: Well, hell yeah, dude. Well, thanks for fucking doing this shit. I appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, was fun, man. Thanks yeah. For having me on. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk again here soon. Hopefully. And, that's it. Yeah, it'll be really rad. And uh, hell yeah, man. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. Hell yeah dude uh, Thank um, you so if much If anyone
1: wants to go check out my podcast Yes do that, that uh, Campnightmare.com uh, We're also streaming on all the podcast apps Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff um, And if you want to see any of my stuff And my films, music videos, whatever You can go to gypsycabstudios.com There we go
0: I was totally gonna blank on fucking asking you about your <laughs> To plug yourself What are you on Instagram?
1: Uh, I'm Studios on Instagram nice. as well
0: just making sure that people knew that as well, but
1: my old username was Keep Crime Legal, and I was like, I gotta be more. I'm like, there's definitely middle ground between totally professional and Keep Crime Legal, so I'm gonna have to yeah. find what that is. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I have to change my fucking email too because I still have the same email since I was fucking 15, and like every time I submit to like a film fester, like, hmm, huh, Richie the Incredible at Hotmail.com submitted a movie. It's
1: like,
0: <laughs> I was 15. Please leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> goku666 at aol.com goku666 I love it alright homie thank you so much dude appreciate it thanks man yeah see you later dude later bye